Hey there, welcome into the latest installment of After the Preds here on ClintHero.com. I'm Zach James, Assistant Sports Editor, and with me in a couple minutes is Sports Editor John Grammels. We don't have a very big scoreboard tonight because there were plenty of cancellations, and we'll get to a couple of them in a moment. But for the games that were played on Tuesday night, they include the Clinton River Queens defeating Davenport Central 58-40. to On the boys' side, Davenport Central got the better end of Clinton 67-50. 57, Fulton over Morrison 32 to 27, and Orion over Erie 60 to 38. On the wrestling mat, Central DeWitt defeated Command 49 to 24. Central DeWitt over Fulton 51 to 21, and Command defeated the Steamers 49 to 10. And that's your prep scoreboard for a very quiet and icy Tuesday night. John, you have a couple of cancellations you'd like to push across. Well, several games did get uh, postponed tonight. Uh... Prince of Peace among them, but also one of the really uh, interesting matchups that we were kind of looking forward to, uh, Cascade, ranked Cascade team coming down and playing uh, the one loss. Northeast team, which has dropped out of the rankings, but still is a very good team. They were supposed to play uh, in Goose Lake. That game got postponed. It'll be next Monday, and next Monday is a pretty light night of sports. Uh, I believe it's uh, Martin Luther King Day, so there aren't a lot of things going on. So, you know, that's one that uh, would be a night that a lot of people probably could go up and watch that game if they'd like. For the games that were played, the River Queens played really well on Tuesday night, scoring 58 points. They scored, they hit six three-pointers, a really strong start, and I think it was their best performance so far of the season for the River Kings. Quavon Jones done for the season with an ankle injury. Jameer Broughton was home uh, with an illness. Hopefully he gets better for Friday night's game against Davenport Assumption and Saturday against Makokota as well. But uh, just not enough guys tonight for the River Kings. No, although they brought up uh, freshman uh, L.J. Henderson to the varsity, and he had 11 points in his debut, so a nice uh, night for him. But once again, though, it was it was kind of the the problem that you know when when Clinton's gotten beat this year, both boys and girls, it's just a scoring drought that you know tonight it was an eight nothing scoring drought in the second quarter, uh, including two back to back Ray Miller. Uh, dunks in a period of maybe 10 or 15 seconds that gave Central the lead in that 8-0 run and Clinton never got closer than four after that. They fought back a few times but but they could just never pull even again and you know just uh, another game that boy you know if you're if you're Chris Powers you just got to say boy if we could just eliminate those dry spells uh, those little runs by the other team we're in every game we play. In other national news that happened on Tuesday night, number one, Baylor on the men's side lost badly to West Virginia. The Chicago Blackhawks uh, won in overtime against the Detroit Red Wings. But the UConn women, for the second time in its program's history, has won 90 games in a row. And we'll have a story on that coming up in Wednesday's Herald as well. That's just unbelievable that a program under the same coach and not a big span of time can have two separate 90 game winning streaks yeah and even though you know there's not the parity in women's basketball that there is in men's there are a lot of good teams in women's basketball so it you know it's it's just amazing that you know they've avoided off nights or if they have been off that that they've been able to to uh, prevail on those nights and you know say what you will about uh, Gino Oriema Boy, when you can put together two ninety winning game winning streaks like that, that's pretty impressive. And I think it. I think the story also said they, uh, 
if they hadn't had one like two point loss in there, they'd be at something like 138 in a row. In other college news, Iowa State Athletic Director Jamie Pollard got a, got a contract extension that'll last to 2024, I believe, which will make him, if he rides out the entire contract, which will make him the longest tenured athletic director in the school's history. Do you think it's warranted? I personally don't. I don't know that what he's really done all that great at, at Iowa State. I don't know that uh, people are you know, banging on the door trying to get him away, but that's the way college sports are. You know, you've got a contract, you're under contract for a few years, and uh, they throw more money at you, so why not take it? And, you know, the thing then, too, is that if you want to get out of the contract, it seems like you can get out anytime you want to. That's, you know, another one of those things that bothers me, that it seems like the papers aren't worth, uh, that the contracts aren't really worth the paper they're printed on these days. Pollard has done a couple good things. He brought in Paul Rhodes. Now, granted, that didn't work, but that re-energized the Cyclones football program. He brought in Freddie Hoiberg. I think it's a big dent in in Pollard's resume that he didn't keep Hoiberg. Now, granted, I know Hoiberg wanted to coach in the NBA in Chicago, so there's a little caveat to that. I get it, but I think Pollard could have had a much stronger effort keeping Horberg in Ames, but we'll see what um, how Iowa State goes from here. The football program might be on the rise. The basketball program is keeping steady. The women's program, basketball program, is keeping steady as well. So you can't really complain about what Iowa State hasn't has yeah, done. The women's basketball program's probably down a little bit from where it was five years or so ago. And you got a, a, a sport that's a marquee sport in Iowa, not everywhere, but in Iowa, wrestling, where, you know, Iowa State wrestling, which once was always a national contender, is now kind of a national afterthought. So, you know, they haven't, you know, they certainly haven't done that well. You know, the basketball team has been good on it with, with Pollard there. But that's about the only sport that really has. You know, football shows some promising signs at times, but they just never can seem to, you know, put together multiple good seasons. And one other thing that Iowa State has been, you know, their women's track program has uh, had some success, and uh, Alina's there, and, and girls from this area have have uh, helped. Uh, you know, Morgan Casey went out there from Northeast. Uh, now you have uh, Lena Marcusi from Northeast out there, and you know. So hopefully that that'll be a program that that does well, uh, helped by the local kids. One more natural story, natural college-based storyline before we get out of here, and we'll talk to you again on the weekend. Is Clemson football? I don't know if it's an upset, if you want to call it an upset, beating Alabama. But a lot of people had Alabama winning this game. I'm one of them. I thought Alabama would win by two possessions. But Dabo Sweeney, Deshaun Watson, the whole Tigers team, that was one of the best college national championships. Certainly in recent history, maybe ever. Certainly had a great ending. I mean, boy, if you're you're a fan and you're going to stick around that long, you you might as well see one that ends in the last second. On a winning pass like that, but you know, both of us, I think, last week when we were talking uh, before the game, said that it wouldn't surprise us if you know if Clemson no. made a game of it. So, you know, I think I, I certainly wouldn't have bet against Alabama, but I'm certainly not shocked that Clemson won. And like when I was talking with former Quad City Times writer Aaron Brenner, who covers the Tigers down in Charleston, South Carolina, now. I told him when the pairings came out for the college football playoff. 
I wasn't sure if Clemson was the number two team. I thought they were the number three team in this whole mix. And I thought the committee got it wrong when they were going to give the Tigers the number two spot. Clearly, they were wrong, but in not giving them the number one spot. But Alabama deserved that number one spot, but everything played itself out. And in this format, two, three doesn't really matter. I mean, you're going to play the same team on a neutral site anyway. So, you know, it doesn't matter as much as one or four. Where you know you right. definitely have a the tougher, uh, tougher matchup uh, more probably. Adios to college football and hello to college basketball. And it is the winter season as we're getting closer and closer to the spring season. That'll do it for the latest edition for the After the Press podcast here on ClintonHerald.com and on SoundCloud. You can also find us on iTunes as well. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at CHerald underscore sports. For sports editor John Gremmel, I'm assistant sports editor Zach James. Have a good rest of your week and we'll talk to you on the weekend.